Welcome back, episode 61. 61. I had to double check the the other day when I was looking at it. Yeah, I um honestly thought it was 60, so that's why I asked. So I got to switch the... Uh... It's cool. I do it all the time. Oh, yeah. I think you did it. Even when we make, like when I make the episode <laughs> graphics, I'll be like... What? I got to go back and look. That's why I started mm-hmm. numbering the episodes. Yep. I don't know if you noticed. Oh, yeah. But I changed the numbers in the titles so you could actually see what's what. Because that way when I go back and I'm like, yeah, we interviewed uh, Majesties episode 36, or we interviewed Frozen Soul episode 42, I think it was, or something like that. Like Instead of being like, yeah, we interviewed them, scroll through 70 yeah, episodes yeah, and find, and find it. it. Right. So anyways, uh, new releases today as of recording, I guess, the new Cannibal Corpse, which I actually haven't listened to the whole thing yet. I haven't even listened to a song yet. Oh, you didn't? Nope. I heard the one song that came out. I can't remember what was the the first single, but, you know, sounded like Cannibal Corpse. I would, like, there was nothing else I could really say about it. Like, it wasn't bad by any means at all, but... Yeah. When it gets to bands like that, it's like when we did Dying Fetus. It's like, yeah, you know what, know what you're going to gonna get. Right. You know what to expect. I'm hoping they're not that gonna there's come a... out with like some operatic like falsetto album like you know it's fucking Cannibal Corpse. I hope I like I hope that they uh you know try to like maybe mix it up a little bit or do something you know what I mean because like some bands like that get into that like repetitive yeah it's where every record sounds sound, yeah, kind of like the to same thing start to you don't know where it starts where it finishes yeah yeah. yeah. But, I mean, like, at the same time, like, what else can they really do? I guess the only thing I could see that off the top of my head immediately that they could do would be, like, add a little more groovy breakdowns or something. Or, like... Yeah, it's not, like, don't fuck with it, but it's, like, you could... Yeah, yeah, don't fix what isn't broken, but, like, implement just a little, like, splash of something, like... Throw some hot sauce on there instead of just, uh, you know, the normal ingredients. Right, but, right. But no, at the same time, they do that, and then you fucking might... people are like, they're selling out. You're, they're done. They're right, fucking, right. They're, that's their black album. So, I don't know. It's uh, that's, that's the, their black album. <laughs> <laughs> the, metal to, the metal community is tough on that shit, no, dude. Man. Like, you can't vary in sounds without them being like, fuck you, you guys are done. And, uh, yeah, and... In that sense, I'm glad that, uh, like, we're talking about these albums in past tense, you know, because, like... Yeah. That's, like, when Opeth changed from doing... Uh, they uh, To me, they changed twice. Like, first three records had their own sound. Then they implemented, like, a lot more clean vocal throughout the next, like, four. Yeah, I remember... And then now they're only hard, clean. Hard, hard, hard. Yeah, and... To me, I like all periods of them, but for different reasons, you know? Like, it's, uh, but I've seen many of bands do that, and sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't work, sometimes it makes your fan base hate you, it just kind of depends on, I guess, what you put into the music and how you're changing your sound, because, uh, Lamb of God's another one that I can think of that did that. That's true. Like, later on down the road, they had a couple slower songs. Personally, I like the slower songs. I thought they did a really good job on them. Other people I know fucking hated them. But I guess that's... Uh, 
Honestly, I don't think I've heard any of that later Lamb of God stuff. I, I mean, I'll send you the record that they're on, and it's. I think they did a good job yeah. on them. Like I thought it was a cool sound because they still have all the Lamb of God sound to it. But they. But it has a little bit of slower like intro. There's a couple little parts where it's kind of. It's cleaner singing, and it, then it goes into... It's like a build-up. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, it, for sure. Um, it builds to the crescendo of the song. So it's... Uh, I liked it, but when it, when it came out, other people were like, no, fuck this. This is not Lame of God. And I get that, but, like, how many times can they make the same goddamn record? No, right, exactly. Now, when I first heard Opeth, I, I obviously heard the heavier version uh, vocally heavy, like no clean vocals, but in their style at that time was to me a lot more heavy and simpler. I guess would be the I don't know, make them sound like they were shitty musicians or anything because they're not. But like they went into a whole nother fucking like realm, you know, where they make like these huge fucking concept albums and shit, yep. which you turned me on to, and was like, yo, check this out, and that. Um, there's a couple that I really dig, but you have to... You have to sit and listen to the right. whole thing. It's, it's not, not like play a song. You yeah, have to... It's, it's not a song movie. band. Like, you have yep. to... You, if you're listening to Blackwater Park, you have to listen to Blackwater Park. Right. Same with Still Life, Orchid, you know, Morning Rise, all that stuff. Yeah, you like, gotta you put gotta some time start aside. to finish. You gotta let that thing build on itself. It's not just a... Fuck, we're gonna listen to I Come Blood real quick. And right. Smash a couple fences. Which I, or faces, I appreciate. Not fences. <laughs> um, but yeah, and uh, there's a time and a place for that. There's a time and a place for just, you know, a song. It's uh Well, look at it from a fucking musician's point of view, dude. You're playing like the same shit, the yeah. same riffs you've been playing since you were like 14, 15. And then when they play a live show, everybody wants to hear the same shit. Oh, for and sure. Like, if you're a band, like, in the caliber of Opeth, per se, you're touring the world, playing hundreds and hundreds and thousands of shows, do you really want to play the same show every time? Because eventually, the people who have seen you more than one time are going to get tired of watching the oh, same concert. most definitely. So they're going to have to change visuals. Well, they're no, going to have to change sound. They're going to have like, to add this or that. Or maybe even do a tour where they're like, we're playing this album in its entirety. I mean, that kind of goes without saying that they... I mean, if you look back, like Bruce Springsteen puts on four-hour fucking concerts, and if he did the same one every time, he wouldn't be selling fucking tickets to him. You know what I mean? Like, you have to mix it up. Or they just... <laughs> Peter out, you know? Yeah. It's crazy. And, like, you're not going to want to hear the fucking, or, like I said, yeah, you don't like want to go to the same show Metallica will do two sets, one one night, one the other. I yeah. mean, I'm not saying uh, I want to go see that. I'm just saying, like. <laughs> My kid was, uh, we were in a store the other day. I can't remember where. But they had this, like, raffle thing you could sign up for. Yeah. And it was like, win tickets to go see Metallica. And my kid's like, oh, that'd be cool. We should sign up for that. I'm like, yeah, but what if you win? Then we got to go see Metallica. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, so that's the point. And I'm like, I don't want to go fucking sit at that concert because you're going to, it's going to be a concert of 20,000, 30,000 people. Is it at like Like, DTE or is it at like? DTE can't even hold Metallica anymore. It'd be at like Comerica Park or some shit. Oh, yeah, you're right. It would be at Comerica. Because DTE is only, I think, 15,000 people. Yeah, I mean, it's 
it's big to us or big to me, but yeah. it's really just a big ass hill. Yeah, it's just a big giant venue. It's yeah. literally the band shell. No, here, no, like, that's what I was gonna but say. But on a way bigger scale. Yep, it's the exact same thing. Which I was, uh, I go walking every every day if I can, and uh, I always walk over to that area. And the other day, I'm just like, man, it'd be fucking tight to have like an actual an actual show, show there. And I'm, but I'm like, I don't know how to really fill that without. Cause I know, like, we'd get these bands on there, and the normal people that would show up to the fucking what is it like uh, the f- bands on the, the bay or yeah, concerts, yeah, on concerts the, in the park and that yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And as soon as somebody fucking cranks up their Marshall cab, dude, it's gonna be like, well, that and all the the houses that are near it would be like, this is bullshit or whatever. Yeah, oh, everybody. Because like DTE, like they have to cut off at eleven. Like they're they have to be done because yeah, of the, yeah, the yeah, ordinance that's, right. that's in place. Yeah, the last time I I was there, that's right. Because I was surprised at that, and I was like, "What? We gotta fucking leave already?" That's true. We but anyways, so let's get into metal. If you've been following, we already did metal from eighty to eighty one, eighty two, and eighty three, and then now uh, we're continuing on with eighty four, eighty five, which is where. To me, things start to actually get exciting. Not that there wasn't good releases in the previous years. It's just, to me, like, I've heard everybody debate Black Sabbath a million times. I've heard everybody talk about Iron Maiden a million times. And even, you know, some of these bands that are on this list, like, yeah, Bathory's been talked about a million times, but at least it's more enjoyable to you know, have the discussion than, like, Black Sabbath, because Black Sabbath was out fucking 10, 15 years before Bathory was, or actually even 20 years before oh, Bathory yeah. was. I think that the fact that these bands are more accessible now makes yeah. a difference, too. It's like, well, if we were doing this show, you know, 20 years ago, we'd be talking about Black Sabbath, and we'd be talking about Slayer and a bunch of other bands, too, but... Not to the extent where, you know, yeah, and you can yeah, literally find anything at a click of a button, you know. Those bands will be on the list, obviously, but I'm not going to get too in-depth with right, them. Right, right. Uh, I kind of, like I said before we started, like now that these lists start to have a lot more metal on them, because like the earlier ones where we were like, eh, do we put Def Leppard on through the right. night on there or not? Like now it's like... I left a bunch of stuff off because I went with, like, stuff that I listened to. Right, like, right. Uh, like, Judas Priest, Defenders of the Faith came out in 84. Yeah. Good album. Ranks pretty far down in their catalog for me. Like, it's not the best record to the, to me from them. I think, I don't think it's my, it's not my favorite record by them either. No. It and does not, sound, not that it it's sounds bad, good, though. And, you know, it's a good record. It's just... I don't know. Wasn't that right after Turbo? Yeah. Yeah, and Turbo was fucking huge. Too. I didn't put it on my list. I had to double check just to make I sure. I think I had it on mine and may have crossed. Yeah, I crossed it off. So, honorable mention Judas Priest, Defenders of the Faith. Because I know, like, there's going to be listeners out there that are going to be like, oh, you forgot this. You forgot this. Well, you want to sit and listen to us name a list for two, three hours? Then. Be my guest. <laughs> we'll like, re-record it, but I think in this in this era, you start to finally see um, what's been going on in the early '80s. While Def Leppard was 
a metal band and Bon Jovi was a metal band. Yeah, even and, and Pat Benatar yeah, was a, like, considered on metal lists because so, of that Children Go to Hell song or yeah. whatever. So like I think that you know, you can't call those you can't call fucking Pat Benatar metal dude. No, like, not at he all. He couldn't do like, it then really. But like no, now, the only reason it got put on there was because lyrically lyrical. it was like a little dark. Right. And at the time there wasn't stuff out like, you know, possessed or something like yeah, that. Yeah, like yeah. people weren't more at least, I mean, political it was, lines in music. Yeah, it was in a pop and they pop were culture. forming the bands and stuff, but they weren't releasing records and at the time. And now this we're point. getting those records. Yeah. I wonder from like because i wasn't born in 84 or of age to and even if i was born in 84 i would have been fucking one i'm not listening to possessed at one well, it's, so i was I born wonder, in 85 so yeah. it's like like i don't have any frame of reference for these bands right, either because you were from still after. like growing up so like it didn't hit to you till the 90s right so i want to know like from a person who grew up who was like say 15 16 17 or whatever in the mid 80s when they first heard something like Bathory for example dude i know exactly i want to know that like question. what that change was because if you go the year before like yeah you got metallica you got iron maiden uh, yeah i want to hear that you know, too. this that and the other but i want to know like from a, somebody who lived it who was there, like, what was your first impression? Because in, in the States, like, a lot of people didn't really hear Bathory in 84 until, you know, a little down the road. Like it, yeah, you'd ha- as I much would as assume would you'd like have to, to have say, import cassettes or some shit like yeah, that. As much as people would like to be like, oh, I've been listening to Bathory since the beginning. Like, in America and even overseas, like, most of you people didn't catch on to it till down the road. Yeah. That's kind of like... Not that I did. Like, I'm not saying I did or anything, but... Yeah, I know, I know exactly where you're coming from, though. Because it would it'd be like... I could use Hatebreed as an example. Yeah. You know? I, saw, I didn't hear Hatebreed until... I think when Perseverance came out, but it was three or four years after Perseverance right. came out. So, I saw... I was probably I saw 13. Them, it was like... It was at uh, Streeter's... In Traverse City, so I don't know what's that five hundred people at the most. Yeah, and now they played a f- like fucking twenty thousand people. It's crazy, dude. I just found a, a picture the other day when my mom graduated college, of me and her. I was like thirteen or fourteen. Yeah, I was wearing a hate breed hoodie. Oh, that's tight. And uh, I look like the palest kid ever with long black hair. I showed my kid, and he's like, "You look like a girl." I'm like, "Fuck you, you little dick." <laughs> but uh I look like, like a fucking little emo kid. Yeah, oh yeah, for sure I did. But uh yeah, I thought that was funny. Your fucking kid talk dude, kids talking shit to you is so fun. I know, I always laugh when my kid like talks shit to me because it it just I don't know. It just makes me chuckle. Yeah. He never yeah. does it in like a disrespectful way, it's just like a playful, funny way. Oh, definitely, dude. That's how my kid and I are. I mean he's he'll make fun of my fucking if I shave my head, it'll make fun of the shit I missed. Yeah. Or I fucking have half my motherfucking teeth missing. He'll be like, oh, the fucking blah, blah, blah. <laughs> oh, fuck you. Wait till you get older. You got the same teeth. And he's like, fuck. So just so we can get this one done and out of the way, uh, 1984, Metallica Ride the Lightning. 
Like, yeah, it came out. It happened. You've heard enough about it. I don't even want to talk anymore about it. Doesn't need to be said. So that was obviously on the list. But I could I just want to say, man, I think Trapped Under Ice is my favorite track off that album. I think that album is better for me. I like that album more than Kill 'em All. Kill 'em all or I, Master of Puppets. See, for me, Metallica's Master of Puppets. Um not that uh, Ride the Lightning was bad no, or anything. It, it was phenomenal. It'll but, flip. It'll flip. Yeah. But like today, anyway, we can yeah. we can be done with Metallica. I just want to say that. Yeah, great record. Uh, shut the fuck up about it and move on. People buy something else instead of talking about that forever. So also in Still 1984, selling. I know I just sold one like today. Crazy. But Wasp's first album, their self-titled record. Love that record. Uh, we were just watching a documentary on Chris Holmes the other day at the store and like how him and Blackie Lawless like had a bunch of falling outs and shit like yeah. during the recording of that and like Blackie had like the lead singer disease being a notorious dickhead. Wouldn't let Chris Holmes do any press for the album, <laughs> like that sort of thing. Yeah, like, yeah. But aside from all those internal issues, like great fucking record. And I would imagine, I have to assume parents fucking hated it. Like, oh, definitely, dude. I mean, you have that Fuck Like a Beast song on there, and just that, like, because that was, like, the big single off the, the album. I, if I had to look back, like, yeah, that's for, your the, big t- the time and place yeah, dude. Like, uh, that that was released, I, people must have been going fucking berserk over it, because well, it was right. just... Just think, man, I always, like, I think I've been saying this since the beginning... But, like, satanic fucking panic of the 80s, man. Like, if you go on YouTube, look that shit up, and it's on Geraldo. It's on Donahue. It's on Sally. I mean, and it's hilarious. And honestly, I think it helped sell records. Oh, fuck yeah, it did. Because when they put Marilyn Manson on there, that motherfucker went from MTV, like, eh, to superstar, dude. The people that were into the music were like, that's their definitive guide of what to buy. Mm hmm. Not what to not buy. Yep. But then for parents, it was like, you need to look out for this. Yeah, when they're like, with lyrics like, yeah. I'm going to gut you like a fish yeah, and yeah. rape your dead body. You're like, what? I got to fucking hear that shit. You know, like, it's yeah. the old, it's the old additive of fucking, you want what you can't have and you steal it to get it. Anyway, what else you got for 84? 84, the last Venom album in the holy trinity would be at war with satan that came out i just basically definitely had that on my list too completes that i mean if you listen to the earlier episodes we were talking about how like venom was like that was the definitive heavy band right right there to me lyrically visually everything there was no band that did it more extreme than venom and for the early 80s right and I mean, now obviously it influenced, you know, such and such, but. I think the, uh, like, my favorite track off of that album is uh, Genocide, I think. Yeah, that's a really good album. Another. There's, from, a, there's so many good ones, dude. I fucking. Uh, I know. That's good, why I kind of. I left, I left a bunch off because I was like, this is going to be way too long if we list all of these. And it would be like, oh, this is a good album. Move on. <laughs> well, uh, this I is don't. a good album. Move on. It's just, um, it is. Hellhammer's Apocalyptic Raids also came out in 84. 
Must have. And if you've never heard it, definitely go check it out. They were a Swiss band. To me, like a lot of people say Possessed Seven Churches was like the first death metal record. I think Hellhammer deserves to get thrown into there too. I would agree with that. It's weird how that shit happens where certain bands get to plateau at whatever and other ones don't when everybody knows that the band that's not getting the credit for doing something is the band that did it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, there's always, like, the the one that, like, you know, because people debate between Black Sabbath and Coven. Right. Or, uh, you know, like, Black Sabbath, Deep Purple, or, what, you know, whatever the case is. Like, people, there's always one underbelly or one flip side of yeah. the coin to whatever you're assuming that it is. Because you ask, or even if you not even asking, if you Google a list of, like, earliest death metal records... Possessed will be on there more than likely close to number one. Um, yeah, it should be. Yeah. And even Bathory's self-titled record would Definitely. be kind of lumped between that and black metal. And, uh, like, I don't see a lot of lists with Hellhammer Apocalyptic Raids on there, though. So that, I think, yeah, that definitely deserves. deserves to be on there. Speaking of the um, self-titled Bathory... Yeah, I figured that would be a good transition, uh, Definitely. Too. I mean, I know that's on both of ours, but that's, like, a huge album just in fucking black metal in general. Oh, yeah, in metal, black metal, death metal, across I mean, the board, yeah, everything. It's like, crazy. Not only is the album artwork iconic, but the story behind the record, um, the, the story yeah, about all the, the members of the band, yep. the lore of the band, the sound, the... Just everything, you know, there's a ton to it, like, it's a groundbreaking record, and, I, shit, we could do a whole episode so just on, on Bathory, yeah, like, which easily. may happen. Yeah, down the road, that idea. might happen. Because that's a band that, like, when we were talking about Opeth changing, yeah. like, that's a band that definitely went through some changes. Yeah, fucking right. But in a good way, like, I don't know what your favorite Bathory record is, but... Mine, personally, a lot of times is Bloodfire Death. But to me, that's their Viking-ish era. Okay. Yeah, see, my favorite now, one like, is Return. If I had to pick out of the first three, yeah. I would pick Return. Yeah, that's my favorite. Or Under the Sign of the Black Mark. I mean, it goes back and forth. But yeah, I know. Or even up. the first. I don't know, dude. It's hard. Like, when you got three of those albums that are that groundbreaking, that good, that crazy... It's hard to choose because it could be one day you're feeling this one more than the other one. No, it's it's fucking insane, dude. Like how good the um, Bathory is and how influential they are. I mean, yeah. it, everybody fucking you see can like rocks a Bathory T-shirt or a hoodie, like yeah, and I they seen, should. When you I know? seen Volby open up with Ghost, yeah, fucking singer's got a Bathory back patch on there. Oh shit, that's like, crazy. And he's a huge Bathory yeah, fan, because yeah, like, yeah. I was in the Q&A thing and they were talking about Bathory and shit. Well, when you start seeing the Kardashians and Bathory shit, that's that, that's gonna be crazy. I yeah. mean, you're wearing... I like the, that uh, the, when they were wearing a Slayer t-shirt and then you see fucking Tom Araiah in a Kill the Kardashians yeah, yeah, shirt. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. shit was funny. That shit was funny. But uh, speaking of Slayer, in 84, um, was it Haunting the Chapel that came out in 84, the EP? Yeah. But I thought, yeah. okay, I was I left that off because 
because it wasn't a full studio album. Right. And I, I knew but Slayer I figured, was coming up. Yeah, because 85 was their, like, big release. But uh, I'd fuck it, throw it on there. Oh, anyways, no. Just I got it. Metal Church's first record. Yep. The self-titled album. I think Metal Church is a band from the 80s that in, you know, another circumstance where Metallica fucking outshined everybody yeah. because they were like the, the poster children of metal in the 80s, if you will. Metal Church should have been right up there alongside of them. And that's what that's what's so like fucked up and what I meant earlier about I'm glad we can look at it from this point of view because that's all that is is like luck, money, and marketing. Marketing has a lot to do with it. Yeah, I mean, you know, like, I don't know. And it sucks because they had a really consistent career throughout their whole career and never got anywhere near the recognition that fucking Metallica got. No, dude, never even come close. Which sucks because, honestly, Metallica should owe a lot to Metal Church as well as Metal Church owing to Metallica. It goes both ways. Right, right. But you don't hear the average, like... 80s metalhead being like oh fucking metal church now the ones that dug a little just one step past metallica get it but the average household name knows metallica and that's it yeah that's fucking insane man and i think another do you think that i guess i you know we'd have to have been there but i almost think that with cliff passing away oh that brought them way more attention fuck yeah dude what else is he for? Oh, Celtic Frost, Morbid Tales. Oh, yeah, fuck. That was, uh, that's <laughs> I knew a there big was one. like that's... a, I know, I knew there was like another big one. It's on the top of my fucking list, dude. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, okay, I listened to that album today and, uh, I actually wrote down at the bottom that we should use Innocence and Wrath for the intro, but like that band didn't, like, that epic fucking intro, you know, and then crazy fucking songs, man. And they, um, I don't know, it's hard to say if they got their, like, due diligence done, you know, served to them. Like, people know them and love them, but I guess I wouldn't compare that to, like, the Metallica side of things, because it was a a different style of music. I don't think, well, obviously, I mean, I don't think Celtic Frost is spoken about outside of, like, the metal community so much. No. Not like... Metallica or Omega Death, for instance, might. Yeah, yeah, they didn't. Uh, they didn't hit the mainstream, but they stayed pretty consistent, with the exception of that Vanity album. Right, right, right. No, I agree with that. There's a. Uh, what else? Yeah. My my second one's a pretty big one, and I know you're you're a fan of the lead singer, uh, Merciful Fate. Oh yeah! Don't break the oath. Don't break the oath. That yeah. was their. Uh, the last record before they broke up for a little bit. Okay. Yeah, second album. That's what I second. Yep. That's what I thought. And I think, to me, like that was the coolest album artwork that they had. Fuck yeah! The shit was and, like uh, scary and like powerful. And just artistically cool too. Yeah. Like the colors worked because the yellow made it pop out. But uh, it's almost like the evolved version of what Melissa looked like. Yeah, 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 for sure. Like, and I've seen. A mural of that painted of Don't Break the Oath, and it just looks so fucking oh, awesome. Oh, like you see the whole thing? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Could you imagine, like, 
you know, the mural that's being done on the side and of our building right now, but instead it's like a big don't break the oath yeah, mural. Yeah, fucking cool go show them that shit. Yeah. <laughs> what they're <laughs> really. doing right now is, yeah. Yeah. I'd go show them and be like, ah, you guys should uh, just, just, just fucking paint this. over this real quick and just do this right here. Tell the DDA I said it's okay. Yeah, uh, another big one in 84 was Iron Maiden's Power Slave. Oh, yeah, dude, that has Aces High on it. Yeah, which is uh, also one of my favorite Iron Maiden songs. If, uh, it's like, it is probably What's mine. your favorite Maiden record in general? Pro- oh, fuck, man, that's a hard... <laughs> mine, I think, most times is Seventh Son. I just really like the guitar tone and shit that they brought out on that record. Like, Moonchild has such a beautiful tone to it. Oh, I'd agree. But it's either between Peace of Mind or Beast. It's probably Peace of Mind, dude. I'm going to say it's Peace of Mind. Which is a great record. Fuck yeah. And there was, like, some other stuff that I could have thrown in 84, like Scorpion's Love at First Sting, but that's really not all that metal to me. Um, 84, you had Dio's Last Line come Last out. Last Line. Um, That's right. I knew there was one that I was missing, because I was like, there's another yeah, bigger artist big that I was uh, overlooking. Yeah, that, um, for the most part, like, I don't what uh, do you have anything else on um, 84? Yeah, but it's... Uh, docking tooth and nail. Right. Um, I see, I didn't... I, I was... I didn't know if I was going to put that on, and this next one I didn't know, because it's kind of leads leads leans more in the hard rock if yeah, you will it's more in the that's why i was trying to sway get away from the do from the docking from black Sabbath, right. from that sort of thing and get into more like metal as we know it. driven as we know it well i put motorhead's no remorse on there yeah 84 because it. it's, it's a fucking record. bad i mean yeah and it's one of those records that's not Ace of, or yeah, that's not Ace of Spades that deserves more credit. Yeah. Obviously, some more Man of War came out in 84, and, you know, um, I'm not quite as familiar with Hail to England, though, I, yeah, as man. I am with the first couple records. Uh, but that's another band that, like, I think gets a bad rep because, uh, I don't know if people just don't like the voice or whatever it is, but, I mean, you listen to fucking. Man of War, like they're a badass band. I think, uh, I like, I never got into them, and I mean, I can tell you why I wouldn't. I mean, not now, but younger, if somebody shows me a Man of War album and they're like, and I'm gonna listen to it and uh-huh. look at the album, I'm gonna just like fucking cheesy ass covers and a dude with a high ass pitched voice, like, yeah. and then you're immediately like, this fuck <laughs> shit's weird, man. See, when I first heard him, like, I. I don't know. I guess I I liked him the oh, first no, time I heard him. Totally like I awesome. was, I heard it and was just like, oh, this is cool. They're singing about like Odin and shit like that. And uh, like, yeah, the voice is on the higher side, but it, it was the eighties, dude. No, like, no, yeah, shit I, is what it is. I totally get it. But that's just a particular band that I just never fucking yeah got into. No, I get it. There's a plenty of bands yep, that are right, that, right. Like, some people love Anthrax. I only really care for like two Anthrax records. Uh, that, I guess I, I think, and I don't want to sound like ah, fuck it, dude. Anthrax is overrated. I think. Oh, way overrated, and not in the 
everybody talks about them endlessly overrated, but I don't think that they should have been lumped into the big four no. overrated. I, yeah, and I don't... I think that Slayer should have taken that spot tenfold. I, oh, yeah. And we, uh, honestly, would we even be talking about Anthrax now? Like, we might be because of the metal thing, but would would Anthrax still be a thing if it wasn't for the fucking collaboration with Public Enemy? Because everybody knows that song. Oh, yeah, everybody song. knows that song. Hip-hop people, metal yeah. people, all of it. And you get... And even, uh, you know, like you get metalheads that are like, yeah, I don't like rap except right. those public enemy guys because they get down with the rockers. And I'm like, if you only knew how many like hip hop dudes actually fuck with metal people, yeah. but whatever. Which I think it's uh, Vinny Paz had a line in a record where he's like, I don't listen to rap no more. My passion slayer. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. it's fucking awesome. Is that about it? You want to go to the yeah, year of my birth? <laughs> move on to 85. All right. So, uh, first and foremost, the soundtrack to your birth. Oh, I'm going to say Celtic Frost real quick off the top again. Was it Megatherium yeah. that came out in 85? And um, I'm going to think that that obviously contributed to the satanic panic because Jesus is on a fucking slingshot. Yeah, yeah. And... Uh, Again, though, great sounding it fucking album. It took me album. forever to realize what that was. Oh, the slingshot? Yeah. Yeah, you just I thought mean, he like, pulling his arms apart or I something? I just didn't, like, really look at it in depth like that. Yeah, I was thought, like, oh, that's, that's, you know, and to do that in 1985. Oh, yeah, it was pushing some boundaries oh, for fuck, sure. Dude. A big one in 85 for me was, uh, we talked about this and mentioned it already, but Bathory's Return of the Darkness and Evil. Yep. Personally, out of the first three, I think that's the best one. As do I, and I would uh, also like to shout out to uh, Dirty Steve <laughs> because, uh, you know, he hooked me up with a tape, a Bathory tape at a reasonable price. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's yep. when we high-fidelityed that guy. Yep, yep. We didn't sell that tape to some douchebag. And we sold it to you for, like, super cheap. <laughs> yeah, it was fucking awesome. I bet you're going to actually listen to it. That no, guy, I have. That guy was fucking just awesome, like, dude. That guy was kind of just like, oh, yeah, we're, you know, Bathory, yeah, cool. Yeah. Um, and, I, you know, some people are probably like, you're running a business. That ain't fair. Well, fuck you. It's my business. There you go. Um, <laughs> what, what do you got after I that? I don't know. I just kind of, oh, another fucking pretty obvious one, but uh, I think it, Needs to be mentioned that Megadeth's Killing Is My Business came out. Yeah, I had that on there too, and for it, sure. And, uh, dude, it's so good. And that's like his aunt, that's like, uh, Dave Mustaine's, like, fuck you to Metallica, you know? Yeah. So it. it was very, like, there was a motive behind the record. You're right. Because he was like, fuck you, I'm going to show you guys I can do this without you. And to me, in a lot of cases, he did do it better. Fuck yeah. I would say, um, Oh, I, I mean anybody that would be that would listen to this that knows anything about hard rock and metal, dude, technically blows them out of the fucking water, dude. Oh yeah, uh, for sure. And I I think that Megadeth does get their due diligence as far as popularity goes. Now, like obviously a lot of people know, but at the time, I think it was probably like it was probably hard for them because you had like loyal loyal metallica fans that yeah. were probably like fuck dave mustaine yeah and whatever, know, whatever metallica said to it, whoever whatever controversy went on at the time they were probably like 
you know, everybody took that to heart. Like, music fans can get weird about that shit. Like, your favorite artist says one thing, you're like, fuck that, I'm rocking with that, fuck that other guy. Oh, yeah, especially when you have, you know, when you're a 14, 15-year-old teenager. Yeah. And your like, favorite band's like, you know, saying... I fucking hated Jay-Z for the longest time because Nas did. Right, right. I follow <laughs> like, that. I get that. But, like, I like him now at just certain periods of his career is all like i don't think he's had as good of a career as nas has musically uh business wise he's tenfold way above that i'm trying to think of when uh in a case that i've done that it'll come to me yeah it's happened before with a bunch of stuff i just that was the that was the one that i thought of right there that i was like oh yeah shit i got another band that should be fucking way bigger and credited Starts with an E, they're from the same area. Oh, yeah, Exodus Bonded and Bonded by Blood. That fucking album is so heavy, dude. And, like, uh, the tone in the guitars and, like, uh, their their down picking is, is like, so crisp, dude. Yeah, man, Gary Holt is a fucking, he's a monster. Yeah, it's phenomenal, man. And in a lot of cases, like, I would put Exodus above Metallica. Oh, most definitely. This... Okay, if we're gonna compare people that this like, album, listen to this are yeah, gonna be like, dude, you guys just shit off Metallica the, <laughs> the whole, whole episode. Time, yeah. Well, if you've listened to the podcast, you know that's what we do. But fuck, man, if you listen to Bounded by Blood against Ride the Lightning, way heavier. Oh my god, dude. way thrashier, way lyrically heavier. It just everything. It and just then, didn't get the the marketing that it no, had, and it it's. Uh, but it was the. Uh, the cover like kind of fucked him on that and that's what i yeah that's my my next thing was like dude they put like a conjoined crazy looking baby on the cover and it's yeah. fucking awesome yeah, but yeah. it's 1985 and man. they did a remastered like version of the cover in like 2005 i want to say okay. where they updated the artwork it's still the conjoined baby but it's like a new drawing of it uh-huh. and it's fucking sweet no shit does it go for like retarded amount of money I don't know. I've never actually looked it up. Check that out later. I'd have to check it out. But probably, yeah. though, because it came out in the mid-2000s, so it was probably very low quality. That's why, that's why I asked. But that's uh, definitely an album that I don't own that I should. Yeah. Yeah, Exit is Bonded by Blood. Like, if you are an 80s metal fan and you, for whatever reason, have not listened to that record, you need to absolutely change that shit. Yeah, you probably should just pause and go check that out right now. Yeah. I mean, um, honest, it's, it's to me, though, man, it's, like, that good. Oh, yeah, it's fucking awesome. The fucking tone, the I'm way it was recorded. It on my way home the, now that we were just talking yeah, about it's it. it's fucking dope. That's what I was jamming while I was uh, making this list. One kind of out of left field that uh, I know the people that do love the band, but Lizzie Borden's Love You to Pieces was in 85, which is a band that I didn't really get into till down the road when I kept hearing people talk about right. it. And I'm like, oh, that's a you know cool name for a band, whatever. And they kind of sat on the back burner where you're like, yeah, I'll get to them. And then I finally checked them out and I was like, I don't know why the fuck I waited so long. Like this band's sweet. Yeah, dude. It happens a lot though. Like. You know, sometimes there's a there's so many much. bands that slip through the fingers. Yeah, I have another one that I didn't start listening to until recently. It's like the last five, ten years, let's say. Uh, it was Exciter, and they had uh, Long I Live Loud love came that out. Band, dude. Yeah, dude, Exciter's the shit. Long Live Loud came out. I had Red their leather, uh, yellow leather. One of their records on one of the last episodes that we did, Heavy Metal Maniac. 
Oh, yeah, that's right. I think it was 83. You heard us talk about this already, but Possessed Seven Churches was in 85 as well, which is widely considered to be the first death metal record, which I'm not going to argue. Like, yeah, it was... It had the sound, it had the, the lore for the band, the even the, the font for the band. Yeah, like, yeah. The album name, just all of it combined together to be yeah, like one kick-ass death metal record. And With if you tail. consider that to be the first death metal record, I'm not going to take that away from you. That's fine with me. I would just say that also take into consideration Hellhammer, like I mentioned. How could you take that away from somebody? No, nah, I'm just saying. No, like, I know. Some people I, like just, try to. I never like. Are you saying like you're just not gonna be like your fucking band sucks? That's that what I'm kind saying. Like some people like you have an opinion of a band that you like, mm-hmm. and then somebody else has an opinion. Now, if you were to argue with me that fucking Van Halen created heavy metal, mm-hmm. I would say fuck you. It was I'd lean more towards Black Sabbath. Right. Right. So that would be me, like me taking that away from you. Gotcha. But if you were to say like possess seven churches, I'm not gonna argue that. Gotcha. I, I'm not. You know, I don't have a valid debate. No, that's for that. uh, that's what I thought. I just wanted to make it clear to the uh, to the people to the, to the people that because yeah. you know. Well, because when I was younger, if I didn't like a band, I would be like, "Oh, this band sucks. Oh, this band sucks." And then at some point, somebody was like, you know, just because you don't like something doesn't mean it sucks. And I right, was like, right. you know, you got a valid fucking point there. So I try to not be like, oh, this sucks, or, you know, that's shit, or that wasn't that, or whatever the fuck it is. Like, I try to keep a, an open mind about it, because everybody's going to form their own opinion of something. Oh, most like, definitely. You know, like... uh just off the top of my head, this is going to be random because people can't see this, but some people might consider Agnostic Front the best hardcore band ever. Right. Still wearing an Agnostic yeah, Front yeah. t-shirt. I'm wearing a Cold as Life shirt. Some people might consider that the best hardcore band ever. Everybody's going to form their own opinion about shit. Now, if it's completely way off the wall fucking wrong, like if you were trying to... <laughs> Smash Mouth, dude, yeah, best hardcore like, band ever. Smash Mouth, best metalcore <laughs> ever. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be like, you're a fucking moron, but... Uh-huh. If you're making a valid point, I'm not going to argue it. I think, honestly, I if somebody, I hope somebody says some funny shit like that to me so I can just have a laugh. I'd just be that like, be hell funny. yeah, dude. <laughs> um, Sodom's in the Sign of Evil EP. Yeah. Not, it is a full record and isn't a full record. Like it. See, I left it off because same reason it's I EP. left Haunting and Chapter, yeah. right? But. I think it matters, though. No, it like, does. It definitely, definitely had to make the list. I think uh, The Executioner that was on the cover, I always thought was a really awesome album cover. Oh, yeah, it's fucking it sick. It just looks so, like, in a... I'm trying to think of the name of, like, the era, like, that era where there was Executioners and shit, like... Uh, like French know. Revolution yeah, time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's kind of what For it some means. reason, the word was, like, yeah. there, and then it just went into Renaissance nothing. times, Renaissance maybe. times, that's yeah. what I was thinking of. Or like medieval times, like shit like medieval that. Medieval times. I always, I always loved that record though. My kid has the CD. I had to pay like forty dollars to get that fucking CD, dude. It's hard to it's find. It's like, damn. Because yeah, so I think I, I had to import it from Germany or something like that. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, Angel Witch came out with Screaming and Bleeding in '85. Yep. Um, that shit's pretty fucking... I think Dark Angel came out with an album, too, in 85, if I remember right. Yep. 
We Have Arrived. That's what it's called. Yep. That's a band that I've never really deep dived into, but I've definitely heard, like, I've heard We Have Arrived and just, like, you know, a little bit here and there. I never, like, really got into them, got into them, but definitely worth mentioning on the list. For sure. A band that I do love, though, is Overkill, and they came out with Feel the Fire in 85. That's a love, Not love my, your don't. Yeah, oh yeah, that's a big, like, you either like it or you just can't stand it. And I get it, Bobby Blitz has an acquired voice. Yeah, definitely. But musically, like, even if you just took the voice out of there, like, you can't deny how fucking heavy they are. And even to this day, how heavy they are. Like, that record that they just put out not that long ago was fucking, like, if you yeah. were comparing it to 72 Seasons that just came out, it was oh, fucking, fucking light years away. beyond that, dude. It was way, way, way better. And I will, I definitely agree with, if you put any other vocal on that. People would have ate it yeah, up. Yeah, it would have been. And that's just, like, that's like you said, it's an acquired taste, so. But at the same time, to me, that's what drew me to them was the vocal. Because right. Because you get a lot of people that, like, oh, they're like, oh, I want to have the Testament sound or the Metallica sound or the uh, the Slayer sound or, you know, that yeah, thrashy, yeah. like, voice that fit those bands. And all those bands are a little unique in their own ways, but I think Overkill stood out beyond those bands because well, of his and voice. I, that's, uh, and I think that that is the best part of them, though. Even though I don't care for it, the fact that when you hear Overkill, you know who the fuck it is. Oh, yeah, you can, you know as what soon I'm as saying, that guy like, opens his mouth, you're, like, Overkill. And I think that's... Now, if you were to do Testament and Metallica with that, there would be some albums that you really couldn't. You tell. could mix it up, yeah. Like or like Souls a, of Black and that, Kill Them All. The average, a lot like, of like somebody that didn't really know any better or listening to them a lot, I bet you they couldn't tell the difference. Yeah. Anyway, I'm glad that you added Bonded by Blood. I knew I was like pretty sure you would, but I was uh, I held on to it because I was like, oh, I wonder if he's gonna throw that one out. Oh, there. I fucking love it. Fucking Exodus is such an awesome band that. I they never often get... think that like Exodus, Testament, Overkill should be lumped into the big four to make it a big seven. I wouldn't argue that. Right, you might as well throw in Metal Church in there and make it an eight cause since seven is a odd number to have. And fucking take Anthrax out of there and put, yeah, like, yeah. put fucking Onslaught in there or something. I don't know. Like... Or if you were going German thrash, you know, we could do Creator, Sodom, yeah, Destruction. Sodom. Oh, yeah, Destruction came out with an album in 85, didn't they? Yeah, Infernal Overkill. Yeah. That was going to be my next mention. Oh, okay. Which, uh, you know, a lot of people like meant like to talk about thrash metals starting in America and whatnot. Personally, I think it started in Germany. You know, that could be debated back and forth what actually came out first. You know, maybe it's like... And right, we could debate it forever, but I think can't shit just blossom at around the same time and they just I mean, got to the call same, it good, you know? Yeah, yeah, and the same conversation gets brought up with punk rock. Exactly. Like, did the Was Sex it? Pistols start it? Did fucking The Dead Boys start it? Like, as we know it. Right. Me, I'd say The Stooges, like. Started, right, because we know that now. And it wasn't the fucking Sex Pistols because that was like the first boy band created. And they also weren't really, like, Johnny Rotten, like, despised, like, what people were doing as a punk, like, quote-unquote right, movement. Right. Because he was like, the idea is not to have everybody the same or, you know, wearing this, like, uniform that you guys are wearing. 
the idea is to be an individual. Yeah, it turned around on him. He, and it, yeah, it turned around on him to where he started to hate it. And yeah. But I think anyway, anyway. I think thrash started in America, or I mean uh, Germany, but it also it flourished in America, is what I was gonna yeah, say. Yeah. Like it rose to popularity, which allowed bands like Creator and Destruction and Sodom to gain more popularity, probably due to that. Who oh, right, actually you get the gateway yeah, bands. It's the gateway band. So who actually recorded and released something first? Who knows? Fuck, who knows? You, you know, those guys could have been recording demo tapes in 1978. Well, that's just it. It's like, like we were saying before. These albums are just the ones from these bands that have been practicing, gigging, whatever, for maybe five years, eight years, like, but they just finally put something out, so... Yeah, and while we're on the topic of the German bands, um, Creators and Endless Pain also came out in 85. Is uh, sometimes argued to be their best album. Yeah, Endless Pain, or... Um, I like Pleasure to Kill. Yeah, that's my favorite that's one. I, that's what was, like, on my tongue that I couldn't get out right there. But. Which is 86, but I know, like, Endless Pain, their first album, gets a lot of fuck... I mean, as it should get a lot of praise see my favorite creator album is actually like later in their career enemy of god would be my favorite oh creator right on. But that was like down the road yeah 2004 yeah something like that not that the earlier ones weren't good or anything it's just uh i think that was probably the first one that i heard was enemy of god okay because i remember hearing the album title and was like fucking sweet name for an album let's, let's check, check it, out. it out yeah and then you know you get what you get carnivore's self-titled record also came out in 85 which was yep. peter Steele from typo negative before typo negative. negative yeah i have that on my on mine is my second one i just didn't say it i guess yeah i didn't know if you were gonna have that one or not i figured you would but another one that i i've never gotten into this band but i know they're very influential is um, Halloween and the album oh, yeah, Walls Halloween. of Jericho came out in 85 and apparently that's like you know that's their good shit they were a cool band but I also never really got into them right um, I've heard like handfuls of songs and stuff but I don't think I've ever actually sat down and listened to a whole record of theirs I can't say I have either which I mean you know that shit happens like there's probably guys out there that are like, you guys are fucking, you don't know shit. Halloween's fucking, well, uh, yeah, <laughs> you know, so, and maybe we don't. I yeah, don't know. But yeah. Uh, yeah, Halloween is not something that I really got into. Um, same with uh, Stormtroopers of Death. Like, yeah, SOD's the I know shit. that they were a big thrash band. I've heard them. I don't mind them. Um, I don't have anything bad to say about them. It's just not a band that I dove right into. Dove right into. Yeah, and, sure. you know, down the road when I get bored one day, I might be like, I'm going to deep dive SOD. But I, that day has not come yet. I think an, another band that we should mention, I'll have to double check. I'm not sure if anything came out until, but they. I know they were around. The band Trouble. Oh, yeah, Trouble came out in 84. Did they? Okay. Yeah, they released albums in 84 was it, and was also it, 85, that's what I, I think. But in 84, I believe they released... I think it was Psalm 9. Psalm 9? Okay, that's and like their most famous one. And 85 was The Skull. But, um... I love Trouble. Oh, I mean, yeah, they're dude. They're like a godfathers of, like, the fucking doomed style, yep. you know? I've, yeah, and they don't... You don't hear them 
get brought up very much. No, they were a great band, and actually I fucked up by not putting Psalm 9 on my 84 list, so, you know, kick that back onto 84, and also The Skull was a great record, too. Another band that was in 85 that was influential to the doom metal scene was Pentagram. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They put out their first record then, and um, actually the label 20 Bucks Spin was a, a Pentagram song. And I think it was off that first record. You are correct. And uh, the copy that I have, I almost was going to actually post it the other day, but I think I just will because it's funny, but it's that misprint, you know? Oh, yeah, where they didn't have the P. Yeah, it looks so silly. I forgot about it. It says Entegram on there. I forgot all about that. I'll fucking, I'll post it. It's pretty silly. I remember when I got those in the store, I was like, fucking all stoked for it and i'm like oh cool pentagram and i'm like wait what the fuck this don't look right <laughs> and like i had to really look at it for a minute yeah. because you're like because it's all black it's and just shit. all black but you're looking and you're looking and you're like i don't know and then it hits you and you're like how the fuck did i not see that and then you wonder like how did that go through quality control and they didn't see that like you know you had a, a person that approves these designs and shit before they get printed like you gotta have a product designer or a project manager or whatever the fuck they call him. Apparently somebody labels. was on break, dude. Yeah, and he's like, I'm out back smoking. Let me see. Yeah, it looks good. <laughs> Fucking print it. I don't know how that happened, but, you know, it is what it is. But and yeah, I, that, you know, that threw like, me for a loop. Unique, so fuck it. Yeah, that threw me for a loop when I first seen that. I was like, what the fuck? But yeah, I pulled that out. You know, because you know, I have a bunch of this fucking shit pulled out to listen to, obviously. But Yeah, I was going through a bunch of stuff, too. And I have a lot, of, like, all honestly, the like, shit's on cassette tape. It's fucking funny. Yeah. Since we started doing these, like, two-year metal episodes, yeah. like, I've dove into just so much 80s metal. Uh, Dan from Coalition was, uh, I was talking to him, and he yeah, was yeah. like, dude, you guys got me listening to a whole bunch of shit I haven't listened to in forever. That's awesome. Um, which was cool. So, one, like, you know, shout out to Dan for uh, hey, man, always uh, supporting the podcast. Yeah, and good for, supporter. Bringing awesome us indeed. interviews and, uh, you know, just always putting the good word out there. This and, uh, is going to be the one episode that he's like, oh, I yeah. missed it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Nah, I think he pretty much tunes into most of them. But. but, yeah, definitely, man. Thanks for everybody out there who fucking supports our shit. Yeah. Um, just before, do you have anything else that you want to add, say, or anything, Jeremy? Oh, I got one more band that I forgot to throw on there. Watchtower. They were a prog metal band. Um, in the 80s, and it was just crazy mathematic-type guitar shit. I don't know if you've ever listened to I've them. I've never now. listened to them. Awesome band. They're from Texas. So uh, their self-titled record... Um, 85? Yeah, it was 85. I was, I'm from Texas, 85. Bitch. You were born in Texas? Yep. How did I not know that? Because uh, nobody knows it, because I've been here since I was like six months old. Oh. Is that, I mean, Cody like I was, was born in Texas. Too. I was born there, and then, uh, long story short, my mom, their first in a record was a drove up Energetic dis- Disassembly, was their first record, okay. not a self titled one. Um, oh, okay. The one that I know that I'm more familiar with is Control and Resistance, but that wasn't until 88 or 89. Okay. But they're a fucking sweet band. It's like a mixture of. Thrash metal, prog metal, jazz fusion. Um, it's kind of got a little taste of everything. That's cool. They're a band I was introduced to like a few years ago that I 
just didn't know about. Oh, and I yeah. checked them out, and I was like, wow, I can't believe I missed this shit. But that's what I mean about, I, you know, I feel very fortunate in the sense that if you use the internet for, like, its purpose, you can find a lot of fucking yeah, music like, that you would have never found before. In my case and your case, like, we listen so much that... You just get burnt out on shit, so... You gotta mix it up. You might be on a metal kick. You might be on a era type of metal kick where you're like, oh, I've been listening to 80s. Or, yeah, that's kind of how it goes for us. <clears throat> I've been listening to 90s or 2000s or whatever it is, like, or all over the place. Or you might be into punk and, you know, or it bounces everywhere. So the yeah. internet's cool to actually, like, go through... Find stuff that was either past or present that you missed, that you didn't listen to, or, like, you know, you might always have known about a band but never really listened to them. And oh, then you listen yeah. to them and you're, like, kicking yourself exactly. for waiting for so long. But I, I get that to me a lot where I'm like, what the fuck, dude? What, yeah. Why did I not? The Internet's good for that, though. So, um, And, like, our podcast is good for that, like, definitely like when you're listening to us like the stuff that we're telling you about is things that we've discovered along the way that you may or may not be familiar with and if you're looking for new things like that's what we're trying to do is give you shit that you haven't heard to listen to and so, as, yeah and we'll throw we'll make a fucking playlist and all that happy shit with this yeah and like jeremy said like thank you for all the people listening uh just not even just in America, like across the whole world. Like we have people in countries everywhere listening. So, which is bizarre to me because I never thought that oh, people in like Iran and fucking yeah, India and Australia would stumble across some podcast in the back of a record store in Michigan. But thank you for listening and tuning in each week. And uh, we definitely have some really cool interviews coming up in the next few weeks. I'm not going to spoil anything because I want them to be a surprise, but definitely fucking stay tuned for that because we have some really cool guests coming. And we're not just saying that. These are real fucking cool guests. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I'm all good if you are, Jeremy. I'm good. Fucking. All right. You guys enjoy your day and we're out of here. Make sure to listen to that fucking metal, dude. <laughs>